Hey y'all, thanks for tuning into the Nintendo Drive. If you're hanging out with us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and ring the bell icon so you never miss an episode. Or if you're getting cozy and listening to us on your podcast feed, make sure you're following and leaving us nice reviews. You can also support the show on Patreon and pick up some awesome merch. Links to those and more are in the description, but let's get the show started. Gosh, the Adorbs boys are here, rolling in. Uh, anybody who's watching us live right now, youtube.com slash carpoolgaming, might be a little surprised. Lockleth has a little bit of a change of scenery there. Uh, gruesome facial hair, uh, is wearing a Pokemon hoodie. I don't know where she got that. There's no Squishmallows this time. I don't know what's going on. Uh, no, in fact, I do. I put my, I put, I put my glasses on. <laughs> there you go. He's also got his glasses on. Of course, I'm joined by the great uh, Mr. Blue Box himself, the Adorbs boy, Matt Sawinski. What's going on, dude? What's up, dude? I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm happy to have an Adorbs time with you today, <laughs> talk about things Nintendo, and, and just have some fun, dude. I'm ready. Yes, yes, absolutely. We've already got people here in the chat uh, sending in love for, for us and for Sean. Let's just, before we get into it, a quick update about that. Um, just so that everybody knows who maybe doesn't follow us in the Discord or on Twitter. If that's you, what are you doing? Join the Discord community. It's amazing. Like, for real. Links are always in the video description and in the episode description if you uh, check us out on the free feeds. Um, so, earlier today, uh, Sean posted a uh, an update, kind of like a personal update. <laughs> Ryan Turford, hashtag AdorbsCast. That's right. Um, kind of just saying, you know, I, I won't like quote him, you know, he says it better than I ever could, but essentially he's taking an extended hiatus from, um, from content creation. He is not leaving carpool gaming. Um, and we, as, as a team here at carpool, we're not like taken off guard by the news at all. We've known about this for weeks. Uh, we had like a team meeting, uh, some time ago about something unrelated that you guys will hear about soon. Um, and during that meeting, like we basically activated this, we were like, Sean, like we support you do what you got to do. And now, uh, the world knows about it too. So that's why Sean wasn't here last week. That's why he was on Xbox drive. Sean will be back, but for now he's taking a much deserved break. The man has been going nonstop at an insane capacity for over seven years. So it is high time that he takes a break. Yeah. So a hundred percent. And I want to, you know, give a huge shout out to the community that have really rallied around him in a really fundamental and fantastic way. Uh, mental health is something that's very important to yes. both of us, of course, uh, to, uh, very important to the whole carpool family. Um, and for, you know, there's a point where you realize that things may not be exactly as they were. And sometimes you just need to step back and reevaluate and, and really kind of give yourself time to rest and recuperate. So, um, you know, thank you to everybody who reached out. I know a couple of, a couple of you reached out to to Sean, and I know a couple of you might have reached out to the members of the, you know, to the rest of us as well. Uh, very, very much appreciate all of you. And yeah, Sean will definitely be back. This is like the ending of a Marvel movie where it's like, Sean Capri <laughs> will, return. will return. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah. To, to, to quote the theme song of Drake and Josh, Matt, it's going to take some time to realign. But if you look inside, I'm sure you'll find over your shoulder, you know, that I'll always be picking you up when you're down. And that's kind of where we're at with uh, with Sean Capri. We love him very much. Mm -hmm. We send our love to him. Um, but 
Uh, we're, we're here, man. And Lockleth um, just had kind of a last minute family emergency come up. Everything is fine. She asked me to convey to you all that everything is fine. Don't worry. But she did have to uh, to sit out this week. So Matt, um, just within the past like hour, uh, shout outs to Matt, was able to kind of like swoop in and, and be Lockleth this week. So huge shout outs to, <laughs> to Matt for that. Um, happy to be yeah, dude, here with I'm you. Super- me too, man. And like, I think, you know, I think Lockleth and I share the the fundamental trait of being quite pigeon brained. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I, I'm a good sub in for her this week. I think I, I'll try my best to emulate the unemulatable Lockleth energy. But uh, this is where we're at. We're going to we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun tonight, my friend. Um, Before we get uh, too deep into it, though, I want to ask you and I don't know what the answer to this question is going to be. So I'm very curious what you've been playing this week i know one of them so you know one of them yeah um so yeah uh, so for anybody who's unaware is i'm also the the host on the playstation drive uh so i'm a predominantly playstation gamer but i've always playstation and nintendo have always kind of been my realm like i mm. remember uh you know growing up and i was like i want the nintendo 64 for smash bros and i've been with pretty much every nintendo console ever since um so for me i'm uh what I've been playing lately is a wonderful game that just hit a bunch of platforms today, actually, as of recording, uh, called Trails to Azure. Yes. Um, and I've already ranted and raved about this on the PlayStation Drive, and we'll have a review up in the future. But for anybody unawares, uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic RPG series. This is one that was locked to Japan for quite a while. Um, the Trails series has been running for a number of years, but uh, each kind of this different, like, not a multiverse because it's all in the same universe but there's different like strands of games there's trails in the sky trails of cold steel and trails they're not really linked name wise but there's a section that focuses on a city called crossbell and they're all Mm. taking place in the same wider geographical map but it's a bunch of different countries that are essentially at war in different capacities and there's a bunch of you know interest and intrigue going on so depending kind of where you want to jump in i would not recommend jumping in with trails to azure because that game is very much the sequel to trails from zero uh if you are looking for a great jumping on point zero is a great point to do that because these two are very much self-contained in an area called crossbell but have major implications for the rest of the games around them um i love this game it's turn-based it has some really really fantastic characters some fantastic writing i was already a huge fan of you know, Trails from Zero. So, and a lot of people do, uh, you know, say that Trails to Azure is one of the best in the entirety of the yeah. Trail series. So, uh, love, love, love this game so far. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively early in, but something that I already really like is it doesn't do the whole video game amnesia thing. Uh. So many games, especially with sequels, they'll drop you in. They'll be like, you know, all that stuff you did, you forgot it all. You got hit on a head with a rock suddenly. And just, you know, you forgot everything that you ever possibly did. Or, you know, Samus trips over a rock and suddenly all of her upgrades come spilling out at the nearest storm drain and just completely drop in and, you know, get rushed away by the sewers underneath. Um, This game doesn't do that. You start at level 50. You have all of your same moves. You have everything that came from before. You're able to import your save. uh, And the game kind of treats you as if you're returning to it, which I think is really cool for a series to do. So I've been playing that mostly. I've been playing with PSVR 2 and stuff as well. But for anybody who hasn't checked out the Trail series, and if you're a fan of your turn-based RPGs, like your Personas, like your Final Fantasies, you're doing yourself a massive disservice by not trying these games out. Um, I would tell you, pick one of the three pathways with Trails in the Sky, Trails from Zero, or Trails of Cold Steel, 
And I promise you, you'll hop in, you'll be like, I like this. And then before you know it, you'll be playing all of them like I've been journeying through them. Uh, they're fantastic, fantastic games that end up culminating in this like almost Avengers-like thing where now the next game that's coming out this summer actually takes main protagonists from all three games and puts them together in like this wider story. So super, super cool, dude. I'm just, I love it so much <laughs> and getting more people need to play it. That's awesome. And also a huge shout out to NIS America for review code. Thank you very much. But yeah, dude. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's, there's been a lot, but I, I definitely trails is a series that has long, like, um, intimidated me. I've always wanted to join in, uh, and, and like mm -hmm. kind of come into the series and play at least one of them. So it's helpful to have somebody like you, if there's anybody out there listening, who is also in this situation, um, who can kind of give us like a launch pad, like here's where you should go and this is what you should play yes. and stuff. So that's, that's helpful. Um, I know that there are a lot of people in the community that are into it. Kevin Ainsworth like called it a masterpiece, I think. And so he's way into it. You're, you're welcome, Kevin. <laughs> I put him on that stuff. I, I told him to check out Zero and then we ended up reviewing it together. And now he's all in. So that's there it. you go. In terms of like the, the, the best jump on point, I would say pick up Trails in the Sky. Uh, it's the first one that kind of started the modern era of Trails. Uh, the characters are super endearing. Estelle is one of the, my favorite main protagonists ever. She's wonderful. Um, and they just do a lot of really, really cool stuff. So if Trails in the Sky 1 gets you, everything else will just be even better after because they continue to iterate, they continue to build. And Trails in the Sky is actually a fantastic example of a game that's aged ridiculously well. So nice. you can probably pick it up for pretty cheap on Steam um, if, you're, if you're playing on there. I If you're looking to play on Switch, Trails from Zero is a fantastic starting point. You, you can't go wrong with these games. Awesome. I love it. Cool, man. Well, mm. yeah, that that's definitely... Because I think... Because that one's on Switch, right? The new one is on Switch? Yep. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's sick. Yeah, I I, I want to play it. Okay. Let me tell you about the, right. the nerdy niche thing that I've been playing this week, which I'm is Paranorma Sight. Have you ever heard of this? Dude, I've seen it making the rounds on Twitter and getting like a bunch of like glowing reviews, but I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what it is. So please enlighten me. Many people don't know what this is. So Paranorma Sight is a game that is published and developed by Square Enix. Okay. It mm -hmm, released mm -hmm. its full retail price is $19.99. Okay. Um, I, I just realized that it's called Paranormal Sight. This entire time, dude, when I've seen reactions online, I thought it was Paranorman Sight, and the main character's <laughs> name was Norman. Is there, the main character's name Norman? No, not at all. But it, but it is. There, there, wasn't there a, like an animated movie called Paranorman, like a long maybe, time ago? Maybe that's where. Yeah. Maybe that's where I'm crossing my eyes. Keep telling me about Paranormal Sight. I'm going to look at Paranorman. <laughs> so Par <laughs> Paranorma Sight is a like Japanese horror. Think you know Junji Ito kind of vibes. Um, is it kind of wrapped around this visual novel detective story? Um, it's all around this this um, phenomenon called the Seven Mysteries of Hanjo, and your character. Well, really, there are multiple playable characters in the game, as you come to find out. But um, you get this like curse stone, and you have to fill it with the souls of people in order to resurrect um, a, a loved one. So that's that's kind of what wound up happening in there. Um, and there are other people who also have curse stones. There are like seven other curse bearers and their souls are worth more. Curse bears? Curse bearers. Curse bears is good though too. That'd be right. pretty sick. Yeah. That, um, that, that, that sorry, just on. made the game better. Yeah. I know. Um, here's, here's what's great about Paranormasite though. 
is that it breaks the fourth wall so often. I'll give you a great example. You meet this person who has it, because every curse has a special way that it gets activated, right? So okay. um, in order to fill, like the, the character that you start playing the game as, in order for his curse's like, condition to be filled, where he can kill somebody with it, they have to have their back turned to him. So okay. you're having to kind of figure out like how to get people to walk away from you and things like that so that you can then take their souls. There's... Whenever you encounter a curse bearer, you're basically having this stalemate of, oh my God, I don't know, like, I, I don't know what it is that is going to trigger their curse so that they can kill me. That's essentially what's going on. Um, and so they break the fourth wall. There's somebody who their curse is triggered by you hearing their words. So the way you avoid their curse is you go into the options menu and you turn the vol the voice volume down to zero. And then you can't hear That's them. That's so cool. Yeah. So the game is always doing stuff like that. Yeah. It's like Psycho Mantis, Metal Gear stuff all over the place. That's so is it more like VN? Yeah. Like visual novel with like stuff thrown on top? Or is it more of like an, like an adventure game? It's with, both. Like, you know, okay. I would say it's both. And it, and it also has like the, the structure of it is very loose. Like you can... You can go and like kind of go back in time. You can like, if you mess up, you can retry sections as much as you want. It's very like kind of limitless in terms of like the amount of times you can try and retry sections. Um, but it is set up like a visual novel. You're talking about like, you know, uh, static kind of 2D, you know, characters yeah. and stuff. But unlike most visual novels, you're not just selecting dialogue options. You also can kind of look around and move around. And because this is a horror game, they play with that too. So you never know. There's a moment in the game where you're having to eavesdrop on people and you have to kind of like move out from behind a tree. And if you feel like they're coming, you know, to look at you, then you have to like scoot back behind the tree. And then there's like a point when you come back out and they're right there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like the cat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's sick. It's a like really cat videos. Yeah. This this game, you're selling me on this more and more, dude. This sounds really, really interesting. I have one uh very important question uh in terms of because I feel like this needs to be asked for the, the pigeon brains of the world. How accessible are the puzzles? Am I going to get frustrated playing this? Or is this one of those things that it's like you you kind of ruminate on it, you think about it, and those aha moments feel earned or yeah. is this one of those things where I'm just going to be like, how would I have ever figured that out? Yeah. It's so the way they handle this, there's kind of a baked in hint system where your character can think basically, and they'll kind of like spell it out, nudge you in the right direction. So in that, cause I had no idea that this was like a fourth wall break in kind of game like this. So the way they mm -hmm. nudge you in the direction and know to like go into your settings is They'll say like, like your character will think like, man, I like, I wish there was a way to where I wouldn't have to hear, you know, the, whatever this person was saying, like, how could mm. I do that sort of thing? And it kind of makes you start thinking outside the box. I'm like, wait, like, is this literally what you have to do? That's so cool. So they do stuff like that all the time and they introduce multiple characters. So you can kind of go through their timelines with other curse bearers. It's really cool. It's um yeah it's it's a neat little game. It's only twenty bucks too, so. 
I'm I'm sorry. I can't get curse bears out of my head. Curse and bears. Like, there was there was somebody in the in the in the chat, uh, John thirty two, that said we need an open world Care Bear game now. So now I can't unmarry curse yes. bears, Care Bears, and all of these things mixing together in my mind. Yes. Um. But dude, you sold me on this game. This sounds awesome. Like I'm genuinely like I love Dong and Rampa. Yes. Like I, I I love that series. So there's so much. This sounds like perfect a perfect corollary. Like it may. So, okay, perfect. Then that makes me even more excited because some of those puzzles I figured out and some I just looked up because I'm a coward. Sure. Um, but like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you're selling me more and more uh, on this game. It's just, I'm going to have a hard time unburying Paranorman, Care Bears, <laughs> Curse Bears, and all of these things. Uh, but I'm also a giant chicken when it comes to horror stuff. So maybe this will help me ease into the game. Yeah. I have to check this out, dude. I would say it's more creepy than... S- there are a couple little, like, jump scares, but it's nothing too intense. It's it's more so, like, creepy. And there's also a definite, like... Because you have control of the camera and the game is essentially telling you, like, you know that something bad is there, but you have to mm-hmm. be the one to look at it. Like, that kind of instills a different sense of, like, dread. It's a very cool game. It's also on Switch anyway. I don't know if this is true on other platforms, but uh, I think it's out on Switch, Steam, and maybe mobile. Um, but on Switch, it's on a launch window discount. So I got it for $15.99 US, which is, I mean, a steal for what this game is. So really, really cool. And I feel like people are going to sleep on this one. And this is like a Square Enix developed game. Like, I love that they make weird junk like this. So, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to check this out. This sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, Paranorma site, not Paranorman, not Care Bears, Paranorma site. Um, also, want to shout out the Super Mario Brothers Remix World from Super Mario Maker Two, which is um, anybody who is listening who is familiar with Metroid Mike. He's a very sort of uh, prolific Mario Maker content creator. He, I think, last year made just Super Mario Brothers Five. In Mario Maker 2. Like, he just made a whole Mario game in Mario Maker 2. He had been working Dang. on it for years and years and years, like, since Mario Maker 1. And he finally released it last year, and he just called it Super Mario Brothers 5. Um, so for Mario Day this year, uh, on March 10th, he released Super Mario Brothers Remix, which is a one-for-one remake of the original Mario, but with a twist. He has included um, five red coins hidden in every stage that lead you to a bonus stage, and he's also worked in like some stuff from the Lost Levels that was Japan only, and it's like kind of this like little bite-sized, you can get through it in like two hours, Mario Maker 2 version of Mario. Really cool. If you, if you play Mario That's- Maker, you gotta do it. I might have to. I haven't booted up Mario Maker in a little while. Is was this on Mario Maker or Mario Maker Two? And do they share levels? I can't remember. Two. Uh, this is on the second one. Perfect. Yeah. I have that one. Yep. So I'll put the um I'll put the creator code uh for that in the uh in the episode description if y'all want to check it out yourself. Um, but it's really really good. It's it's great. We're actually interviewing Metroid Mike on All End this week too. So that'll be super fun. Um. So uh, I also played through. You know, Matt. This is not you know, news to you. I was on PlayStation drive this week and told you about portal. I played portal, mm-hmm. uh, portal one and two on switch this past weekend. I won't spend too long on it. Turns out those games are still really good, Matt portal one and two still quite good. As it turns out, I will say shout outs to the switch version of portal one and two excellent ports, excellent. Ports. Really? Like they run, they look and run perfectly on switch 60 frames. Okay. It's perfect. Great ports. 
So, dude, you're you you have me wanting to replay Portal. You have me wanting to play Paranorman. <laughs> Paranorman. Like, you're just you're just like con. You're just like making content, influencing me. Influencer. As you're getting in my head in a really great way, and I'm about it. I I I love I love being in there. You know, I'm all about mm. that. So, <laughs> so there was that. Also, quick shout outs to the Bayonetta Origins demo, uh, which dropped on International Women's Day, which was really cool. I love that they did that. Um, Bayonetta Origins demo uh, was super fun, super cool. I will say they let you play the first like hour and change of the game, and it takes a little while. It has a pretty slow start. Um, I made this joke. Um, when I, I recorded a video for it for all in and it was like in the first 20 minutes of Bayonetta origins, you have effectively just like climbed a ladder and like fetched some water, like has a very like slow start, but Bayonetta is all about over the top action. And this is mm, like kind of yeah. like a storybook child kind of vibe, you know, and, um, I'm into it, but it does take some time to kind of get rolling and it took me a little while to warm up to it but once it got rolling i was way into it and i'm excited it comes out on friday i'm definitely picking it up um i gotta have that bayonetta lore i'm a bayonetta, uh, bayonetta mm-hmm. lore nerd so i gotta have that you gotta be yeah and i mean like i think the what reviews hit today correct they me did. if i'm wrong and seemed to be pretty positive people seem to really like it yep got an 80 on uh, open critic at the time of this recording nice. so Anybody who had that in fantasy, you're you're probably feeling okay about that. An 80 on Open Critic, not bad. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I liked the demo. It, it felt like it was kind of... Here's the deal with this game, though, dude, is it's a $60, like, full-priced retail thing. And I really mm-hmm. felt like, coming into this, I was like, this is a $30, $40 thing. Like, this is like a little okay. Captain Toad kind of style spinoff game, right? But this mm-hmm. is a full like $60 game and I sort of feel like if you're going to come out like that you'd better come correct, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I don't know too too much about this game. Like I've I've played through Bayonetta 1 and 2. Um I I I was okay on them like the uh, you know, I enjoyed them fine, but I have no real desire to go back and play the you know, to play 3. Similar with this one, like I was a little bit surprised by what they showed and how different they're willing to go. So, I'm happy and excited that this version of the, this little spin-off the lore exists because at least they're doing something completely new with the franchise and yeah. they're experimenting with it. Uh give me a Bayonetta card game. You know, give me a Bayonetta <laughs> yeah. strategy RPG and I'm in. Like I'm keep into doing that. this kind of stuff and I'm I might buy into the world. Yeah. It's it's cool. I'm I'm in, I'm interested to see what like other kind of like big Bayonetta fans were because it's not like an action game at all. Like it's like mm-hmm. this kind of storybook kind of vibe. And um I'm kind of more here for the lore than the like combat. There is combat, but it's weird because you're playing as two characters at once, and that's kind of odd. So mm. there's you control one with each stick. You're playing as young Bayonetta Cereza and her demon companion cat Cheshire, who is a demon that has possessed her stuffed animal cat. Um cool. so so you one does. Yeah, like you do. Um, and you, you got Bayonetta on the left stick, Cheshire on the right stick. And that's, you know, Bayonetta is basically using her magic to like hold enemies in place while Cheshire like wails at them. So that's how combat works. All right. Never mind. My brain just broke listening to that. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm like, so hang on, this is going to be like a full game, you know, $60 and I'm going to play the whole game that way. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll report back to y'all after the full game comes out, it comes out Friday. I'm going to play it for sure. We'll see. We'll see, dude. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but, we'll but I have a couple. Also, of, hold on. Um, okay, real, real quick before before we move on, I have to shout out because I know we're talking about games and stuff, and it's something that you you brought my attention to in the last couple of days, and this needs to be seen by everyone. But I need to shout out your uh, Mario Day boot, like. T- Ford Tough video yeah. that you made. If you haven't watched this already, please go to All In and check it out. I was busting up watching it. <laughs> he they basically took like the boot making video that they made for Mario Day and put like the Ford Tough, yeah. Ford Strong, like voiceover. It's brilliant. It's incredible. I just needed that to be brought to the to the forefront of the attention machine. Please go check that out on All In because it was brilliant. I was busting a gut laughing. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I had this stupid idea when they because like they they Mario Day they were like. Hey, here's the here's the new Mario movie trailer, which was awesome because of course it was. Mm-hmm. And then, like at the end of it, they're like, "Yeah, and also go to the Nintendo New York store tomorrow and look at Mario's boots." And it's like, "What?" And they had people out there at the crack of dawn lining up to see Mario's boots, and they had the hat was right there. <laughs> the hat was literally right there. Anything else would have made more sense. They they had Mario's boots. Behind glass at the Nintendo New York store, made like lovingly by like uh, Red Wing shoes, and Red Wing shoes released this video of them like hand stitching the leather of it, and it's like slow motion, like dramatic shots, and it's like when we assembled Mario's boots, it's like crazy. So I had the idea of yeah, cutting it together and doing like a built Ford Tough, you know those Ford mm-hmm. truck commercials, like have you ever ridden into the sunset and gotten dirt on your tires kind of thing found a guy on fiverr named ken hurst who was fantastic wrote the script for it edited it together and uh it was just a dumb idea that that i put together in like five hours and uh yeah it was fun it's fun to do but it's so good it's so good it turned out so well please go check that out on all end because it's so it those like that's that's content dude with a capital c you know that is incredible stuff it's content. It's, you know, we're doing the important things. Uh, okay. Speaking of important things, I, I want to hit just real quickly. This is not a news show, but I do really quickly want to hit um, a couple of little like news-ish things. Um, first of all, Nintendo has said that they're not showing tears, tears of the kingdom at PAX East this month, uh, which was weird. They released a statement, uh, I think earlier today or yesterday, they say, quote, Nintendo's presence at the show will be dedicated to a competitive to competitive play activities. More details will be revealed at a later date. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom will not be shown at PAX East 2023, end quote. And the reason I bring this up at all is because Nintendo has got the largest space on the show floor at PAX East this year, and it's not Zelda. And I find that so strange. This game is now less than two months out. And we know basically nothing about it. They rent out all of this convention space for a huge convention ahead of the launch. And it's not going to have Zelda there. Very odd to me. Just wanted to shout that out. See, here's a couple of things that you're missing, my friend. And I have to bring attention to this. They have the biggest space on the show floor for one very good reason. Mm -hmm. The pedestal in which Mario's boots will sit on (laughs) is so large and grandiose. You need the space. Uh, But I'm completely with you, dude. Like, the fact that we know next to nothing, the fact that we got, like, our closest gameplay reveal, like, what, a month ago? Yeah. Less than? uh, With this game being so imminent and, like... I'm really of kind of two minds of this. Is it A, that they are so confident in it and they know that they can just, you know, ride out what Breath of the Wild did before and they know this game is going to sell and they know it's fantastic? Or is it B, 
Are they anxious about it being too similar to what came before? And it's going to draw too many comparisons because like the first thing that I thought of watching that new trailer was Labo. Like with him like putting together <laughs> sure. like the yeah. different the different, you know, uh the car and the flying machine. I was like, please, for the love of God, Nintendo, do not make this Labo compatible. I do not need to make these things in real life. <laughs> Out of cardboard. I do not need these things to work. I don't I don't have cardboard. I don't wanna I don't wanna go <laughs> looking for it. It doesn't exist around here. Uh infamously outlawed in Canada cardboard. Um so for me, like I'm I'm very, very excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Tears. Uh, I just want to see more. I like. I I want to see more of it. And you know, we're still a couple months out at this point. I'm hoping that April, where they're going to hit us with the here is the Tears of the Kingdom direct. Here's 40 minutes of the game. Here's why you should be excited. Because right now, it, it, I'm getting. I'm not nervous, but I'm not not nervous. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I I think you you bring up a good point there. The 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 thing that I think is really important to to consider here is the difference in expectation. When Breath of the Wild was mm-hmm. coming out, right, they devoted E3 2016 was just Breath of the Wild. That's all they did. The whole show floor, all of their, it was just Breath of the Wild, but they had more to prove back then. You know, yep. back then they were not one of the greatest selling consoles of all time. They did not have this legendary Zelda game released and blah, blah, blah. So... Um, I think that they're very confident in the quality of the title. It's going to hit the date and everything. I don't think there's anything mm-hmm. to worry about there, but I do think it's odd, like little tiny things. Like we had that Zelda OLED leaked back in January and where's that at? If that's real, it looked real to me. Where's that at? We, we haven't seen anything about that. Are they really not going to release a themed OLED around the biggest game of the year? I don't think so. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it it does seem odd to me that we don't have any sort of news drop, a dedicated direct whatever for this game yet. Um, That being said, it could be that they're just holding everything very, very close to the vest. We could wake up on Twitter tomorrow and see that Mm -hmm. the OLED is up for pre-order now. I mean, Nintendo is going to do what they want to do. So, you know, it's it's almost like impossible to predict exactly what they're going to do. So, but whatever the case may be, Terrors is not going to be at PAX East. It will have competitive play activities, whatever that means. We'll see. I don't know what they're going to, they're going to have you play in Wii Sports up in there. I don't know. Switch Sports. I don't know. Actual Battle Royales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We put, we put. Deathmatch. I, I honestly wonder, because they've been rolling out the the Mario movie, like Van uh, to different places and whatnot. Like this AR, like was it South by Southwest and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's what it is. Maybe they just you know, trudge some Mario movie stuff out at PAX East. I don't know. Dude, it's uh, it's obviously going to be the World Championship Finals, the ones that we've been waiting for for yeah. Link's crossbow training. Yes. Get stoked. I would be into that. I'd be super into that because here's the <laughs> thing. You know Nintendo could fill an auditorium of people to watch Link's crossbow training. Thousand oh, I'd be percent. there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You'd fly out. I joke. Oh, yeah, 100%. As soon as that announcement comes through, I'm buying a ticket. And you know, hotels everywhere in that city are going to be sold out. Yes. As soon as that, that announcement comes through, game over. Shipping up to Boston, baby, for Link's crossbow training. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. One more thing I wanted to quickly flag. Um, just a reminder to everybody who somehow doesn't know the Wii U and 3DS eShops are closing uh, on the 27th of this month. So. Just, 
you know, again, wanted to remind people about that. I think next week on the show, we're going to kind of detail some of the games that you need to kind of panic buy before the eShop closures and kind of like spend a lot of time on that um, and dedicate kind of an episode just to that. I think we're going to do that next week on the show. Um, but you have some time now. You, you have to do some weird stuff. You have to like load the money onto your Switch that has the shared account. You can't load money on your 3DS and mm-hmm. Wii U anymore. So right. you have to either buy it on the website or load credit into your account via your Switch and buy them that way. But you can still currently buy games. And there are, there are so, so many games that are worth owning that are digital only, especially on 3DS that we're losing. And it's very sad. So that's happening. Just a quick PSA there. Matt. Yo. Let's dig into some of these questions, shall we? Okay, let's do it. Questions from the community. Uh, first one here is from Quagmire, who asks, mm. my non-Nintendo question, but for the group, and especially Seth, after he was talking about coffee last week, which brand of coffee is your favorite? My wife and I are stuck on Seattle's best, but looking to try new coffees. Any you'd recommend? I don't. Are you a coffee guy? Yes, dude. Yeah? Yeah, I am. What's your favorite? I, I love coffee. I love co- okay, here, here. Let me preface this by saying um, I am I am basic when it comes okay. to coffee. Okay? Uh, my, my wonderful and incredibly intelligent partner has been wading into the world of things like pour over yeah. and like, you know, getting a proper like hand like, hand crusher oh, sure. not mixer like she, she's going full in on it and she really really enjoys it so uh you know we go to there's a, there's a store in canada called bean wise we go there together and then i stand there as she kind of you know picks out the, the beans that she thinks will deliver the juice that i need to get through the day <laughs> um because and like i run with her and like, she picks fantastic stuff uh, i don't know what it is off the top of my brain sure. but uh it's it's good stuff but otherwise dude like like a Starbucks nitro cold brew will get me, get me hyped, get me going. Um, but like, I'm usually more of like the blonde, the lighter sure. roast when it comes to this stuff. I like a dark roast sometimes, but I feel like as I've, as I've aged sure. to the ripe old age of, of 31, <laughs> um, a lot of like real dark roast starts to give me a bit of heartburn yeah, a little yeah. bit here and there. So like, I kind of, you know, tend to stay away from a dark roast, even though I do like the taste, but yeah, dude, I love coffee. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Good to hear. I'm glad. I thought we yeah. were going to have to end this show right now. Um, no, knocking after brawl. What <laughs> yeah. about you? What? What? Where? Where? Where are you on the coffee spectrum of coffee I, taste? I am not a coffee snob. Uh, I'm actually right there with you. Like, like the the notion of as I've gotten older, I've actually kind of migrated more to the blonde roast, lighter side of things. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you on that. Actually, my like, I I love a good light roast, a good blonde uh, blonde roast. I'm not a snob. I think that coffee is coffee. Is there such a thing as bad coffee? Of course. But in a pinch, mm-hmm. dude, I don't care. I if, if I'm on the road, you better believe I'm going to stop at a Starbucks or even a McDonald's and get some coffee. I am not a snob. A Dunkin', you know what I mean? Not a snob whatsoever. With that being said, when I'm at home... Um, if I have the time, I do like to make a French press coffee. Uh, I do like mm-hmm. to grind my own beans and do everything you're talking about with your partner. Um, like the, the same stuff that, that they're doing. Like I, I like that kind of stuff too. Um, there's also a bit of a weird, like hipster inclination to me, uh, that wants to say like, just go to your local store and just because yeah. because the thing is, is like they kind of cut out the middleman. You go to your local store. They are probably um, 
Sean in the chat. Even a McDonald's. What are you saying? Look, it's, dude, it's good. I'm just gonna say it. McDonald's. Some of the best coffee. It's good. Some of the best. It's some. Of, it's great coffee because <laughs> here in Canada, Tim Hortons was king. Okay. Yeah. Tim. Tim. Tim Hortons was king for quite a long time. Then they messed up, Seth. They 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 messed up because they switched bean suppliers. Okay? Oh yeah. Now Tim Hortons coffee tastes like drain water. It's now terrible. That'll do McDonald's it. intelligent, crafty beings that they were went and picked up the old Tim Hortons coffee. So now they have the good beans, and their coffee here in 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 Canada is fantastic. Uh, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, uh, it's okay. hot breaking news. I messaged my partner Senna and I asked, "What coffee do we drink?" And it is Ethiopian Ethiopian Sadamo natural coffee beans. There you go. That, good, good choice. E- yeah, Ethiopian. Right? I actually uh, I I like a good Ethiopian bean um as well in fact um i've got some beans here because i I was going to recommend i again go to your local coffee shop um this is the kind of thing where they cut out the middleman they are doing Mm -hmm. the legwork for you if you're going to a local uh local place they probably have got good coffee right Mm -hmm. um because it's a specialty store like most you know specialty stores they care about this stuff um so i recommend Mm -hmm. that if you're looking to buy um, brands that you can easily get on something like an Amazon or whatever. I really like this brand called Equator Coffee. Um, nice. This is the one that I am drinking right now. I just finished my cup, but this is called Tiger Walk Espresso. Uh, this is a dark roast, of course, and it's a uh, dark cherry, strawberry, and bright lemon notes. Matt, Tiger Walk that Espresso. Delicious. It's very delicious. It's good. What I what I will say is uh, tread lightly. Okay. Mm. Uh, just because, you know, when you when you have a new coffee for the first time, have a cup. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I made the mistake once uh, I, when I lived in Korea when I was a teacher. A friend of mine who's like a coffee connoisseur was like, "Dude, you like coffee? I like coffee." You know, as a welcome back to Korea, let's go to this really exquisite, expensive coffee shop. And I was like, "All right, sure, let's go." So we went. Okay. And we had a we had a some I think it was called like a Blue Mountain or something. It's some apparently like it would dude very very grateful to him it was like 30 dollars for a cup of coffee oh, okay yeah 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 Ab- absurdly expensive like 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 s tier beans i had one cup i had one cup and i swear my soul left my body <laughs> i we went and i was okay at first and then we got into his car and i i honestly felt like i was going to vibrate through like the, I the saw seat of sounds. the car i dude i saw light i saw sound i saw like the combination of them both it was like oh like i i was it was next tier next level i i don't know what happened to me and then i it feels like i came back to like half an hour later sitting in his house being like <laughs> yeah. what happened yeah. it was it was like a, a like almost like a religious yes. experience so just just tread lightly yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, coffee's fantastic. Yeah, be I, I love coffee. So, okay, I got to address a couple of things here in the chat. First of all, yep. Sean Capri says, who has a bag of coffee by their computer? Sean, I knew this question was coming. I didn't just have it sitting here. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to show <laughs> <laughs> the people watching, you know. Well, I, I was, as John32 says, I came prepared for the question. Sean also points out that Matt plus Seth equals math. So that's what our ship duo is now, Matt, is math. So there you go. I'll take that. I okay. I'll take it. I hate math, but I'll take it. If it's I us, hate then math I'm too. okay with it. I'm terrible can, at yo, math. Yo, we can but... reclaim math. We can reclaim. <laughs> We're taking math. it back. We're taking, We're taking it, it back. back. 
<laughs> okay. Press of the and Magnificent. I, 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 oh, go ahead. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to shout out Ryan Turford in the chat saying, I remember my friend Scott had a McDonald's coffee in high school and spit it out after one spit. And the exact phrase was, this is the most putrid substance <laughs> I've ever tasted. Yes, because that was before McDonald's bought over Tim Horton's coffee and got good. Yeah, this was I feel, back in the day. McDonald's coffee was bad. I now, do, good. I do feel like you guys in Canada have got better McDonald's coffee than we do. Because here in the States, it's like fine. It's, you know, like it's it's okay. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not the best, but it wasn't like some kind of thing where they got a hold of like Tim Horton's beans or whatever. There wasn't some bean heist going on down here in the States. That didn't happen. So mm-hmm. it's fine down here. But anyways, Presto the Magnificent comes in and he asks, favorite TV show and would it work well as a game? Kind of the inverse. We, of course, just wrapped up uh, The Last of Us season one matt you and i did the uh the post show which is on the mm-hmm. youtube channel now if you guys want to check it out definitely recommend looking at that if you're a fan of the last of us tv show just wrapped up what's your favorite tv show that would work well as a game matt so i've put a lot of thought into this okay um I guessed it on a, on a wonderful podca- podcast by streamcast a lovely lovely group of individuals where we actually broke down what anime we would want as a game. So I'm going to kind of take that. Uh, also, Seth, I know that math plus Seth equals math, but math as a whole sucks. Yeah, right. So I, I, we have to we have to take it back. Right, right, um, right. And so, like, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with, like, my favorite show, uh, with my favorite anime, and then I'm going to do a show. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm kind of going to give a double answer, because Gintama is my favorite anime ever. It's oh. a very, very ridiculous, over-the-top show that does comedy like nobody else does comedy and does serious like nobody else does serious and essentially it's about a bunch of samurais and aliens but back in like Edo, japan like hundreds of years ago so i want rgg studios the developers of yakuza of like a dragon Mm. to basically give us that but actually they just pretty much did with like a dragon ishin which they took all the yakuza characters like dragon characters and transported back them back in time into Edo era japan and then again, like that, they, I think they're the perfect blend of serious and ridiculous to real, really nail the tone of Gintama and make it something special. Uh, I have like a Dragon Nation, haven't had a chance to hop in yet, but I can't wait to, to play that. And then my kind of secondary answer is, is Scrubs. Scrubs, again, one of my favorite shows of all time. Another show that handles comedy and seriousness very, very well. It can kind of flip in the turn of a, like, in, like, like a switch, switches back very, very quickly. And I would want... Uh, the persona team to do it i want like you know give me jd as my main character let me give me romance options because of course there's a ton of waifus in scrubs let me have a turn-based battle system and it works because he already has a very active imagination and there's so many ways you could play on that and make these things absolutely ridiculous Uh, i'm a huge you know turn-based rpg fan so give me scrubs as a turn-based rpg done by the persona team and I would be over the moon, Seth. I what about love you? that. I love that answer so much. That is such a great answer. Oh, man. I, you know, it's it's funny because there, there are some things that I think are obvious, right? The Mandalorian is already basically a video game, right? Yep. Um, it's, it is unbelievable to me that there's not been a Mandalorian video game yet. Like, straight up unbelievable to me. I uh, don't know what's going on with that. Um, but weirdly enough... The show that my wife and I are most into right now is The Circle, <laughs> which is a like social network 
kind of competition game show on Netflix, we got Mm -hmm. way into the circle. It is a, like, genuinely, I don't normally like that kind of, like, trash TV reality show stuff, but I love the circle. And it's hard not to imagine an interesting kind of visual novel puzzle style game set around the circle would be kind of sick. Um, it's all like about Paranorman, like parent, just like Paranorman or like this open world Care Bears game that everybody's talking about. <laughs> I, I think we could definitely do something there. Uh, but I think about like with the circle, it's all about kind of like managing like friendships and connections in this weird, like isolated social media experiment. And they introduce like all these like interesting challenges. And I don't know, it'd be really cool to take the circle and make it a video game. I, I love, I love, I unironically love the circle or the mole. If anybody's aware of the mole would also be a great video game. Another kind of game show. Um, in terms of anime, you know, it's funny because some of my favorite anime are like Fooly Cooly and Goran Lagan. And those are basically, Logan. yeah, th- those are basically already a video game and it's called a uh, guitar man. So dude, Dude, what if we got Gurren Logan done by Team Ninja? Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Or a Platinum mm. could do that well, too. Like anybody... Platinum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anybody that can do that sort of like bombastic over the top, you know, sort of vibe. Yeah, that, that'd be very... I'm, I'm just... I really like that kind of vibe. Um, You know, it, it's wild to me that there hasn't been like some kind of great like Cowboy Bebop game. You know what I mean? So there are definitely... uh. A, a few things like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got a question here from Taylor, AKA TPR, AKA Trevor, who says name a Nintendo duo as iconic as Brendan Fraser and Kiwi Kwan, the underdogs, no Mario and Luigi or peach and Daisy. I want the Seth obscurity. A, what, what, what do you think, Matt? An iconic Nintendo duo that is maybe not like kind of outside of the realm of the obvious. I can go first if you need some time to think about it. Okay. So first thing that comes to my mind is dribble and spits from WarioWare. Um, if anybody is dribble and spits are the taxi driving, uh, bulldog and cat characters from WarioWare. And I've always really loved them as a duo. Um, I love their vibe, especially in the first WarioWare game, where it's like this kind of like nighttime taxi in the rain and like it's playing this like chill music. I've always like loved that vibe. And uh, I think they're a pretty iconic duo. Um, you know, I think about uh, there's a couple different directions you, you could go with this that are kind of like outside of the the normal realm of Nintendo characters. There are a couple duos even just in WarioWare that that I think would would make sense. Cat and Anna are also from WarioWare. Um, you know, nine volt and eighteen volt. You know, there's some great duos just in the WarioWare series. So, yeah, I think there's I think there's some really great ones there. Um, as for myself, um. And and uh, I'm gonna get a little serious here for a second. Okay. Uh, Timmy and Tommy Nook have to be taken away from Tom Nook. Okay. Whoa. Uh, before, but before he works his way in too much, before he teaches them the ways of making people very much in debt, uh, those two are precious. They love their job working at the store, and they just need they just need people to care for them. Yeah. Properly. Okay. They are a fantastic duo, and Tom Nook is a crook. All right. 
So that's true. They 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 need they need they need better. They need better things. They're a they're great a great duo. Love them. Are are they meant to be? I mean, I'm not up on my Animal Crossing lore, but are they meant to be Tom Nook's children? They're just called the Nooklings. I don't know if there's any like reference to them actually being his kids. I don't know. Maybe they are. Is that worse? He's a horrible father. If, there, if there's kids, he's a horrible father. No question. So, but that's what I'm saying. If, they, if they're not his kids, then that's just underage labor at the Nook store. <laughs> I think that's more likely. I think that's probably exactly what's happening. And exactly what Tom Nook would do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just got mad. It makes you even I more mad. I just got mad. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, as, uh, as Shelly Lou here in the chat uh, points out, <clears throat> excuse me, as Shelly Lou here in the chat points out, nephews, I believe. That's the vibe I always got. Yeah. Okay. Was okay. nephews. Yeah. They're nooklings. Don't know They're how not... I feel about it, but yeah, yeah. it's it's nooks. yeah, it's weird. It's it's a weird mm-hmm. vibe. There's yeah, there's there's a bunch of different directions you could go with this. Um, in terms of like, yeah, I th- okay, yeah, we're we're getting confirmation here from Lauren Davis as well. So nephews confirmed. Good. Okay. So we we have two sources here saying the nooklings are nephews. Um, yeah. If I if I like sat and thought about it, I'm sure I could could drudge up some more. Um, you know, but, but that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with one of the various WarioWare duos, uh, chiefly Dribble and Spitz. I've always loved them. So good call. We're going to go with that. But sir, our final question is kind of like the topic of the show, which came to us from Ribo, who says, who should the next Mario Kart character be? And why is it Thwomp? And this has got the, the tires a spin in Matt. Um, because we just got the wave four of the booster course pass for Mario Kart eight deluxe. Anybody who thinks we're getting Mario Kart nine anytime soon is out of their mind. It's not going to happen. And with this wave four, they just kind of out of nowhere also released, um, the Birdo character, just like, Hey, we're doing characters now too. It's not going to be just new courses. And there's going to be five additional characters added on top of Birdo. Like, Birdo just came out. We're getting five more after Birdo. Like, stacking them? Like, we're getting more. Yeah, they're, they're going to actually... You'll drive, and Birdo will have other characters Birdo, on their head. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, okay. That's what will happen. Um, so, we're getting five more characters. So, what I thought we would do tonight... And Thwomp is, is a great answer. I thought it we is. would kind of come together with a top five of sorts... Um, mm-hmm. of the five characters we would like to fill out this roster, Matt. And now mm-hmm. Matt had about, oh, 10 minutes of time to put his list together. Uh, I had mm-hmm. a little bit more time, but I will say just right here at the top, Matt, before we get into our lists, um, I want to give you my hot take on Mario Kart just very Please quickly. Do. Okay. Hit we me. give you a little bit of Seth lore. People listening to this Hit show me. may know or may not know, uh, but I'm going to fill you in on it. Um, so I am a huge fan of like Mario lore. I grew up on Mario fan uh, forums, writing Mario fan fiction. Some of my best mm-hmm. friends to this day, I met on super Mario boards and TMK, the mushroom kingdom.net. Uh, so that's the kind of era that I grew up in as a child of the internet writing Mario fan fiction. So I, I'm somebody who thinks way too long and hard and deeply about Mario. Um, okay. so I have the unpopular opinion that I do not want Mario Kart to ever become Super Smash Kart. I don't like, I didn't like it when they started adding uh, Link to the game and like Isabelle and stuff. I get it. I know people love it. I know it's hype. I don't like it. Okay. 
Sean's in the chat like, oh no, here it comes. Um, so I'm going to hate my list. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. Here's the thing. I know that I'm in the minority. I know that I'm in the minority. So my list will only be Mario universe characters. So okay. I'm just going to to preface that. So everybody's going to like your list more, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to no, they won't. preface mine that way. Uh, okay. Kick us off, Matt. We'll just trade off. What, what's your number five? Okay. So, so as you mentioned, um, I, I, I had uh, not much time to prepare for this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love doing these kinds of lists, um, but I'm not one to be trusted with them because <laughs> I never follow the prompt properly. That's okay. okay? So because I definitely 100% confidently knew that Ribo was the one that asked this question and not retroactively making this fit, uh, <laughs> all of my characters start with R, okay? Start with the letter R. Oh, okay? snap. There's a theme to it. Okay. okay? And 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 to keep to to follow down this road in in honor of Ribo, obviously, yeah, and that was the point. Um, I uh, I wanted to do the crossovers. I love like the crossover. Like I'm Mr. Peanut Butter and BoJack Horseman, being like, is this a crossover <laughs> episode? I'm about it. I love good this call. Stuff, okay, yeah, Sean, I will not make you proud. There's nothing <laughs> good will come from this. I just want everybody to be aware of that. Okay, I can't wait. So to kick things off. Well, you know, I'm, I was trying to think of characters that kind of bring that Mario energy, right? Mm. Characters that we think, you know, they, they would fit naturally in this world. And and possibly that works for a few of these. Um, so I'm going to go uh, with my number five um, being Rex from Toy Story. Okay? okay. Adorable green dinosaur, right? I can just see the rivalry between him and Yoshi already competing for the top green dino spot on the roster. Okay. okay, and I want to I want to step further. I thought a little bit about what would their like special move look like, right? What is their ability? And like Rex would obviously have like a roar. Okay, he 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 do like a roar that would similarly to like the the speakerphone boombox thing would shake off enemies around him. Okay, but they would shake him off. But but Rex is also a very loving character. Shake him off and then pull them in. So right. think about it this way, right? They say you have a a, a red shell coming at you. Use that thing. Enemies out, enemies in, one of the other ones could take a hit for you. So my my first one is Rex from Toy Story. Wow. Wow. And and I do I do like the extra added layer of just designing mechanics into Mario Kart that just don't yeah. exist. I mean, that's okay. No. You know, we can we can do we can do that too. Sure. I, I love it. Um okay. What's well, your first, what's your number five? <laughs> my number five is Dixie Kong. Um so this is, again, these are all going to be Mario Universe characters because it's Mario Kart, people. It ain't no Smash Kart. It ain't Nintendo Kart. This is Mario Kart, all right? And there are a wealth. I'm telling you, I could have made a top 20 out of this. There are Me too. So, uh, yeah, obviously. And they could have all just still been our names. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, so... so uh, I feel like there's not enough Kong representation in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I know that a lot of people would want Diddy Kong, and I would be happy with that too. But Dixie was totally snubbed from Smash. Um, it would be a great mm-hmm. opportunity to have Dixie in this game. She's in Mario Kart Tour, um, if I'm not mistaken. So it'd be it'd be great to have Dixie and to have like another female, you know, representative on the roster too would make me super happy. Um, and I I think that would be meaningful to a lot of people. More Kong representation, Dixie specifically. I would be happy with Diddy too. I would be happy with Funky, who is in Mario Kart Wii. But I want Dixie. Dixie's my number. Five. Okay. So I'm with you, Dixie. Dixie's a solid pick. She's a cool character. Uh, and I think she would bring 
uh, some cool energy to the game. Okay. <laughs> my number four, Seth. I'm so excited. My number four. Yeah. Okay. Continuing on uh, the the Ribo honorary list of Mario Kart characters, uh, one that probably I think uh, could very well again fit in this universe. It wouldn't be weird to see this next character. Okay, in Mario Kart. Okay, uh, and that's Rufus from Kim Possible, the naked mole rat. Okay. Oh my I God. just think, imagine his him his the, the little guy there, you know, holding the big wheel, okay, like kind of, yeah, exactly, right, <laughs> like you know, like you know, kind of squirming at others, and like I can already see the memes now with them, like you know, like the Luigi, you know, Mario yeah. Kart meme, we'd have it, but it would just be his little eyes sticking out from over the top of the side of the car, right, and the his knockout. ability, of course, Kim Possible spy, right, so Rufus would have a laser that would either either hit the closest enemy. Or an incoming projectile. So depending on when you use it, he would have a little laser that would either stop like a blue shell or stop a red shell or hit uh, the closest enemy. Yeah. So Rufus from Kim Possible, uh, the def- one of the definitive Mario uh, Universe characters would be my number four. You you are uh, designing a game that is better than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I'll say Thank that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, we, we have that stupid like Disney Speedstorm game coming out or whatever that is not even going to be as cool as this. So uh, thank you. I, I, I like, I'll these never be invited to the show again. No, this is no, my first look. and only appearance on Nintendo drive. <laughs> I love it. Do you, you remember they had um like PS2 GameCube, that Disney extreme skateboarding game. Do you remember that? Like, yes. wave. Yeah. Yes. You could, you could, uh, you could like skate around as like Simba from the lion King and whatnot mm-hmm. on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I do love like throwing Disney characters doing like dumb junk like this. So I would kind of be into this unironically. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. What's your next one? My number, number four, three, four, my number four, and I'm going to be curious if you even know who this is. My number four okay. is Tatanga. Do you know who Tatanga is? For Boy Meets World? <laughs> no, that's Topanga, but very good, but very good, very good. No. <laughs> Tatanga, uh, <laughs> aka Tatanga from Boy Meets World, is the is the villain of uh, of Super Mario Land Two, uh, Six course. Golden Coins. Um, right. Tatanga is a like imp spaceman in a UFO, and I've always really loved his character, and I would just love to see that character come back in some way into modern Mario. I remember um, on my dumb Mario fan boards that I was on for a long time, uh, when Mario mm-hmm. Galaxy was coming out, everybody, there's this long, like, standing rampant rumor that Tatanga would be in Mario Galaxy, and I was literally playing that entire game hoping Tatanga would pop up, and he never did. Um, so, yeah, Tatanga slash Topanga uh, for Mario Kart would make me very happy. And if we're talking Boy Meets World, this would continue our Disney theme a little bit. So, yeah. And and I'm actually going to continue to follow that line because Topanga was actually going to be one of mine. But obviously, with my <laughs> R rule, can't it can't fit, right? So I'm yeah. glad you picked her. Yeah, uh, yeah. And now I can't unsee anything else. Um, okay. So what for my number three, and I've and, and this was again by design. Um, I'm going from uh the youngest characters to the oldest, okay? okay. Uh Rex obviously being the youngest, apparently. So many uh, layers. My third one. Yeah. So many layers, okay? And so my number three, uh, staying on the R theme, staying on the Disney theme, is Raven from That's So Raven. Okay. Uh oh. a, a very famous, a very famous Nintendo character, uh known for for her work. 
in in the world of, of Nintendo. But I think she'd be a really cool addition, right. and especially her special ability would essentially rewind like three seconds, right? Because she can see the future, right? That's right. that's her. It's whole, the future she whole, can see. Right, right, right. Exactly. Thank you. So you would essentially everybody would pull back three seconds, allowing the driver that is Raven to be able to anticipate what just happened and see if they can do anything about it. You know what I mean? Right. To time time an item better, time a jump better, do something different. But essentially a bit of a rewind for Raven for the Ribo honorary Whoa. list. Right? I love it. That that's such a good yep. pick. And I, I think you could even you know, if you if you wanted to have side characters, you could put Corey in the house. You know what I mean? I'm you, saying, you, right? You could do that. You could, um, you know, whenever she wins a race, you could be like, yep, that's me. You know, that classic Exa- Raven. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yes, dude. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, Raven. Who's your next character? <laughs> my next character, my number three is Meowser, which is the, the, the cat Bowser from Mario 3D World. Um, okay. Who, you know, I think it's really interesting that we have Cat Mario and Cat Peach, but not Cat Bowser in the game. Good point. Like, like to have Meowser, who uh, when I interviewed Kenny James one time, the, the voice of Bowser, and he talked about how much work he had to put into that. Because you think about how he had to make it sound like this wild cat, you know, this like, you know, this crazy wild cat vomiting, you know, voice that Meowser has. And I hate all that work to go to waste. And like, he's only in 3d world and that's it. Put him in Mario Kart, man. That's the one in the black latex, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. He's the Bowser that has the black latex and he's like, got the The hair metal thing going on. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, same page. Perfect. We're on the cool. same page. <laughs> same page. Same, same book, even. Uh, same shelf. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great answer. I I do think that uh, you know uh, Meowser is sorely lacking yeah. in Mario Kart. I would argue uh, that starts to stray a little bit out of the classic Nintendo characters that we're obviously both bringing to the table. A little. Um, but yeah. you know, just 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 so we can do that. Um, staying staying on my list of our of of Ribos are Mario Kart. Uh, characters that are part of uh, definitely part of the Nintendo Mario universe. Um, I'm gonna leave Disney behind now, right? What I, I plant, I planted my foot firmly in in the Disney universe. Um, and what I'm going to what I'm gonna do next is I'm going to pick a character that I actually don't like. Okay, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna leave my my world of likability only because I, I feel like this character could bring something interesting to the table, and that's of course Ross from Friends. Okay, oh, I. Right. I think similarly to the way that like, you know, the, the ink, the, the squid kind of shoots the, the black ink all over the screen, making it hard to see. Ross complains about everything. There sure. would just be a giant speech bobble complaining about stuff we all on over a break. your screen. Yeah, yeah. We are on a break. Yeah. Pivot. Like he just complains. He's endlessly complaining, this guy, Ross. So I feel like he would be a worthy addition just because you don't ever want to be completely happy with anything. Right? True. There's always has to be an inkling of something not right. And I think Ross would bring that right that that not right energy to Mario Kart. Can can we agree right here right now that Ross is by far the worst character in Friends? A hundred percent. Without without doubt. Like it's without not even doubt. a question. There's a great video on YouTube the um from the episode with the moist maker. Um Mm-hmm. The uh, there's a great video of them like showing how psychotic he is when you just simply remove the laugh track. Dude, like he's nuts. <laughs> he's genuinely psychotic. Yeah, Ross sucks. 
So but you're right. Uh, again, I think Ross a little bit closer to Nintendo than Meowser, but who's your next one? Okay. That's yeah. I think you're right there. Um, so my number two is actually, this is a, this Matt, I, <laughs> I want you to brace yourself for this because I got to be honest with you. This is a bit of a reach. Okay. I'm going to make, okay. I'm okay. going to make some broad strokes here. So I want you to really, <laughs> I want you to really brace yourself. I, I felt like this was my wild and crazy entry. Okay. Um, my number two is the blue shell. And here's what I mean. I have this longstanding theory that the blue shell is going to be a character in the super Mario brothers movie. Um, we had this poster release where the, the blue shell, this blue spiky shell Koopa paratroopa, who is this like general in Bowser's army front and center on the poster. And I'm like, so this dude has got to be a character. And in the latest trailer, we got this shot of him with the red Koopa Troopa with the eye patch. Like these people are characters. They're going to be like some kind of duo. You know, here's an iconic Nintendo duo for you in the Mario movie. If they brought the literal blue shell as a playable character in Mario Kart, that would be incredible. I, I just, yeah, I want that. I'm about it, but I have to know. Uh, obviously, we're, we're talking about the the character, the actual Koopa with the blue yeah. shell, um, in in the Mario movie. Now, for your vision for this playable character in Mario Kart, is the Koopa even there, or is little is this literally just a shell with wings, and like the wings are driving the car? Like, I need to know <laughs> what exactly we're talking sick. about here. That that that'd be really sick, actually. No, he's he just you know he is like ready for battle and stuff. Maybe the wings driving okay. the cart. I don't know, but I love the idea of like you being beaten by the blue shell in Mario Kart because the blue shell already has like so many, you know, traumatic implications to Mario Kart players. I love this notion of having a playable blue shell character in Mario Kart. So especially if he becomes like a fan favorite in the movie or something. Yes. It'd make me very happy. But I know that was a bit of a stretch, Matt. I know that was a... A bit of a stretch. Yeah. Probably the most outlandish uh, pick on this. I think so, Either one of our lists. Uh, But I love it. I I love that you're thinking outside the box. Uh, I think that'd be a really, really cool character. Um, And of course, uh, my number one, the build-up to this has been incredible. Uh, Yes. Years in the making. Uh, Rumors. uh, I heard, you know, Sakurai behind closed doors has been pushing for this. (laughs) Uh, Miyamoto was just literally said he would quit Nintendo if this doesn't happen. So for me, oh I think all the, with the, all of the insider information that I've gained, uh, I think it's, it's pretty much a lock that Raymond from that, from everybody loves Raymond uh, will be a playable character in this Mario Kart, the next wave of, of things. And yeah. his special ability, of course, because Raymond seminal character, but he's known similarly to Ross to being a bit of a drag. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of like a, you know what I mean? Exactly. So he would create a, Exactly. He would create a field around him, okay? That as other drivers pass through, they slow down. They get sleepy. They get sleepy. They get tired, right? So it would slow down everybody in his vicinity, allowing him to go just as fast as them. Because everybody knows that this guy's not going to win any races, but he's surely not going to lose. So he he would just create a field where he would go just as... Everybody would go the same speed, and it would just be this never-ending... Come through the speakers. Dabra, Dabra, Dabra. So, uh, yeah. so for my number one, uh, obviously uh, Raymond from That's So Raven. Not That's So Raven. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves Raymond. Yeah, I can see how there could be a little Raymond. bit of confusion there. That's okay. A little bit there. there that's yeah. my mistake, everybody. I apologize. No, no, that's okay. Well, well, you know, that's that's the um, that's the capper on the on the wave of characters. That's the final. That's the Sora from Kingdom Hearts, if you will. That's of, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it's it's a it's a great move for fan service because as we know, everybody does love him. 
So number one on the list. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, so who's your number one? My number one is not number one in everybody's heart, but she has long been number one in my heart. My one up girl, Pauline is my number one. Yes, dude. Yes. I, I love Pauline. Pauline has, I, I think that she should be with Mario. She's got all the history there. She's not some cosmic God like Rosalina. She's not some mm-hmm. princess who as of Mario Odyssey has zero interest in Mario anyways. It's nothing mm-hmm. like that. She is a mayor. She's got the built-in history. I think that they should be together and that's what I want. That's the Mario I, I, that I want. I think that's 100% spot on. She she deserves her time, uh, you know, on, on the track. And I think she, she'd kick a lot of butt, dude. I think Pauline's a great choice. Um, not, not to overshadow you, but I actually have a bonus entry. That is oh. my secret number one. Okay. okay. Um, and again, staying with my, uh, you know, Ribo's list of Mario Kart characters that we need in. Yep. Um, somebody who's very, very important to Nintendo as a whole, uh, our, our very own Ryan Turford. Um, again, like I, he would have a, a unique cart that would be a moose. moose. Yep. A yep. moose, yep. right? So he'd ride the moose, uh, and his special ability would actually morph the blue shell into just a blue box that would seek out Whoa. and cause havoc all around. So Ryan Turford is my real number one pick. Wow. For my Ribo's honorary list of Mario Kart characters. Incredible. Yep. Sorry I, I went with six, but I had to do it. I no 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 I I love that you know I will co-sign that Ryan Thank Turford you. number one with the blue box ability co-signed uh, Matt thank you so much for <laughs> for your list for uh, for going along and uh, on this adventure for coming in swooping in at the last minute I really appreciate it uh, it was a ton of fun and I want to send us off you know Lockleth is not here uh, to mm-hmm. give us a physical this week. Um, So I do have a physical to show everybody Uh, going along with the Mario movie. I do have uh, early access to the, to the super Mario brothers movie with this week's physical. And that is of course my hard copy of the super Mario brothers movie right here. The one true Mario movie. So yeah, Uh, that's, that's amazing. I'm glad you own that. Yeah. So I just wanted everybody to know that I will be watching Mm -hmm. that uh, tonight uh matt thank you so much again yeah i don't know there somebody in the chat says there's technical issues happening i don't know what that is but yeah we it seems the stream just went down for a sec but it's back up now okay loaded for a sec but we seem to be back inside it's a little bit spotty that's okay it's okay we're we're wrapping up anyways i appreciate Mm -hmm. you very much matt i want you to point people in your direction my friend where can people find you on the internet yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at Matt underscore Silver Soul if you want this same ridiculousness that I, you know, brought to the show. Uh, had a lot of fun being here. Really enjoyed uh, the, the time. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and come hang out on the PlayStation Drive each and every week, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Record and I talk all things PlayStation each and every week. Nice. As for me, uh, you can find me here on Carpool Gaming on the Nintendo Drive, of course. Um, and you can, uh, you know, load up your web browser. I don't have a, 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 an obtuse, 
uh, method prepared. Maybe, you know, I'll do the classic Lockleth, get your AOL disk in the mail, log into the World Wide Web, go to HTTP colon forward slash forward slash twitter.com slash $2 hero, and you can follow me there. Um, and, you know, Lockleth normally kind of signs us off with a question, and I don't really have one of those prepared either. You know what? In the comments below, let us know uh, what your favorite Nintendo Duo is and slash or who you want to see in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Let us know. Yep. Let Until next know. time, guys. We love you very much. Bye-bye. The Nintendo Drive is powered by the amazing friends and supporters at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And I want to thank you all so much, every single person who supports us over there, making the dreams come true, especially our ultimate producers like Robbie Bobby Miller. Please head over to twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller and follow him there today. Trucker Sloth, Tony Baker of Quest 4 Pixels. That's Quest number four pixels. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Quest 4 Pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the new album Video Game Boy is available for streaming on Spotify and Apple Music. Please go listen to that. And of course, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Links are in the show notes, so please show your love and support to our ultimate producers. But of course, we cannot forget about our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern, as well as our gold members, Anna, Baba Blah, Bowza, Cecily Carozza, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Hopple, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Paulin. Thank you all so much for your continued love and support. You guys are amazing. But you know what those people all have in common is they have access to exclusive, a ton of Patreon exclusive content and podcasts like the Nintendo Drive post show where we do a whole dang podcast after the podcast and we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. So if you're not already uh, over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, that is the place to be. And if you're still not convinced, maybe I'll just give you just, just a little taste of what you've been missing. Hi, post show. Good to What's see you, everybody. Yeah, I if anybody listening who was watching us on YouTube, I don't know what was going on. I did not drop a single frame that entire time, and then right there at the end, it messed up on us. So it just who t- knows? technical issues, difficulties happen. That's just you know sometimes. I I think it was probably um, YouTube's response to our Mario Kart list. I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. I think that's definitively what it is. I think that's a hundred percent. I think, uh, you know what it probably was, dude. It wasn't even YouTube, right? Yeah. It was Nintendo sending out the snipers, the uh, you know, the, the ninjas to, uh, to kind of shut stuff down because I think they were worried about us spoiling stuff. You know, you're probably right. You're probably right. I, so I actually, before the stream started chopping up, I was going to show a couple of other things that maybe I'll just show you here. Um, because, you know, people can't see this. This isn't recorded for video, Matt. It's just you no, and I no. hanging out here on the post show. Patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want to show you these Mario movie toys that I got. Adorable. Uh, it's adorbs, right? It's adorbs, dude. So this is Mario that I'm showing Matt right now. And Mario's got a little plunger. Got a little He's plunger. got his, like, shiny, realistic eyes. These are the Jack-specific Mario movie toys. But the real one that is, like... The piece de resistance is Bowser here. That is huge. Look at, he's massive, but that's not all, Matt. Look what this guy does. That's not all. What does he do? He breathes smoke. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He breathes smoke and it lights up red. Whenever, you know, let me turn off my office light right now. 
Whenever you you don't have the lights on, it looks like the effect is like sick, dude. Whatever <laughs> you had to to buy or sell to to get your hands on that, worth it. Yeah. So this this dude, uh, thirty bucks U.S. and like this massive figure. He breathes smoke and fire, and I love it so much. And it's a, like a lot of smoke. It turns into like a Wiz Khalifa yeah, concert dude. for a couple like, seconds. Like so. so uh, so b- back back in university, um, uh, I was I, I I of course lived in residence my my first year, and the second yep. year we have a program called Softs. We call them Softs, essentially orientation leaders for anybody who was ever involved in any of that column bond- volunteering stuff. Um, my university took it a step farther. I went to Western, and um, essentially they also had a program where not like you guys in your residences, if you live if you live, lived in Reseth. Um, you guys had like RAs or Dons, right? You had like actual hired members of like the, fe- like, of like the university who would act as like the authority figures, right? I never went to college. Never went okay, to you university. never went to college. Yeah. All right. So then perfect. So you had a, you had a, you had, you had the, like essentially the university version of the Popo, uh, there to watch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And there was also a secondary layer of, of softs, which was what I did were volunteers who decided to stay in and, and pay f- another year of res to essentially act as like mentor and guides for, mm. for the incoming kids. Uh, mm. The people that did it for me uh, left a huge impact and, 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 you know, really, really as someone who was leaving home for the first time, who was not adjusting well, they made a huge impact on me and helped me adjust in a place that I was not comfortable being in. Yeah. So I wanted to pay, kind of pay that forward. I wanted to do the same for the next generation. Um, and, and you know me, uh, if, if our Nintendo list is anything to kind of shake, to shake off, um, sometimes a good role model, sometimes not. Um, and just because of how ridiculous things can get. So Halloween every year was a big event. Okay. And I, I swear I'm going to bring this back around to the bastard thing. I just need to no, kind of lay yeah. the groundwork. Okay. I love it. So we, we were setting up for Halloween. Okay. And it's, there was like a, the, the residence that we lived in, each floor would compete to have the coolest decorations. Okay. So like we would buy like rolls upon rolls of like garbage bags, literally black out the entire hallway, black out the lights. Uh, and then they sent me and and a student and another guy on my floor, one of the student, one of the, the the first year students, to go to like what was essentially Spirit Halloween. Okay. Yes. And they were like, "You have fifty dollars. That is our budget for the floor, and we are trusting oh only you, and what was essentially a younger me. Okay, to go to the Spirit Halloween, to get, uh, you know, decorations and supplies. We got there." And it was honestly like one of those like eighties or nineties movies when you walked in and like you walk into like a department store and it was like a oh yeah as yeah. we see in front of us a smoke machine and yep. do you know how much it costs Seth fifty dollars forty nine ninety nine <laughs> okay <laughs> and we were standing there we're like neither one of us has any ha- had any thought or inclination as to how this could go wrong okay we were like this is fantastic. We are, our floor is going to win. We already have garbage bags. We don't have to spend money on garbage bags to break right. out the entire floor. We ha- we're going to have a smoke machine. So we, 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 I, w- I would like to say we deliberated, but we really didn't. We grabbed one of those things, rang it up and we came back. And my, my partner, cause there was, a, there was, the, there was two of us on every floor that volunteered, uh, an incredible woman who was, uh, very much the counterbalance to my chaos. We walked back in and she's like, what did you do? <laughs> and we're like, we bought a smoke machine. She's like, why would you do that? There are smoke smoke detectors in residence. We're like, no, no, no. That's different smoke. This right. this can't possibly go wrong. 
Of course. Halloween rolls around. We plug this baby in, and then the hallway starts filling with smoke, and we are overjoyed. And then the fire alarms went off, and the entire residence was evacuated. (laughs) And you better believe, in the frantic panic to get out, we're also trying to hide the smoke machine, because if the university finds out it was us, there's a massive fee that we're going to have to pay as a floor. We successfully got away with it. But what my point is, is that I wish that Bowser was around when we were shopping because that thing would have made the floor look awesome and also probably set off the fire alarm and I wouldn't have regretted it for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't, you know, it, it's not like an alarming, the, the smoke dissipates. It's really just a mist more than anything is what it is. <laughs> they give you this like, uh, this little vial, this little tiny vial of, it doesn't come with, it doesn't come preloaded with water. You have to do your own water. It's not like some Mushroom Kingdom water that it comes right. with, right? Um, so, and then you, like, pop off, like, a section of the of his head. I don't know if you can see the back of his head there. You kind of pop that off. And then you right. pour water into the back of his head. And then Attack I don't Titan know style. how. Attack on Titan style. And somehow it, like, misses the water. And it just, I mean, it seems like a lot. And then the smoke's already gone. You know? Dude, it's done. Tech technology is incredible. You know what it's I sick. mean? This is so much cooler than any of the toys I had when I was a kid. 100%, so much dude. cooler. Yeah. Like Furbies, who needs them? Those things were yeah. demon spawn. I wish I had this. <laughs> I had a uh, my friend Justin uh growing up who he, I say friend, he was basically like I don't know if you had any friends like this growing up, but he he was like essentially a surrogate brother. Like we were always right. together. He lived with us for many years when he was having family trouble. Um, mm-hmm. I stayed with him one time and he had a Furby whose batteries were dying. And I don't know if you ever encountered that, but when a yep. Furby's batteries start going out, it's, love me, yep. I'm it's Furby. Horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. It's not good. When, uh, when I was a little bit younger, I, I slept over at, similarly to, to your Justin, uh, one, one of my best friends, uh, Aaron, stayed over at his place. And it was probably like we were in like the sixth or seventh grade. So well past like the Furby era. But we found one in his closet and the batteries were dying. Right? <laughs> and we're like, this thing is horrifying. And it kept, ma- it kept making noise. So we like kind of, you know, like threw it down the stairs. Because we're like, you know, forget this Furby. This <laughs> yeah. thing deserves to go. Yeah. Unbeknownst to us, while we were asleep, his mom, with the best of intentions, saw this Furby on the floor after yeah. we had thrown it down the stairs. So she, again, trying to do her best, comes and puts this thing back in his room where we're both asleep and leaves it sitting right on top of the desk, <sighs> which was right in front of both of our eye lines. Horrifying. You better believe this screaming that happened the next morning as we woke up and saw this thing staring at us. With the no. We're like, no, how did this thing get back? <laughs> this is a sleep paralysis demon. hundred <laughs> percent. That's exactly what it felt and sounded like a sleep paralysis demon. Horrifying. Hey, did you like that? That little taste, that little taste of the Nintendo Drive post show. Do you want more? Well, too bad, man, because it's going behind the paywall. That's right. If you want more, you're going to have to go over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming. The exclusive tiering up gets the Nintendo Drive post show exclusively and so much more. In addition to, you know, supporting the dream over here at Carpool Gaming. We'll see you over there. Patreon.com slash carpool gaming. We love you very much.